following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And here we are inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. And there they were, the Cowboys out on the practice field. Bill Jones, Mickey Spagnola, Everson Walls with his Cowboys star on in his own personal studio. How you doing, Everson? I'm doing just fine, sir. Yes, and it was great to see the Cowboys out on the practice field. It's been a while since we've been able to see them on the practice field, Mickey. Yes, uh, although in on the practice field, mm. not out on the yeah. practice field. They were indoors. I, I say when you're out of the locker room, then you're, you're out, out on, on the, the practice, practice field. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's good. I, I thought it was a scene of uh, – like the the majestic uh, uh, Serengeti with the wildebeest, you know, grazing. Is that, you know, you talk about there seeing around the practice field. It, yeah. yeah. It wasn't that, huh, Spash? No, no, it wasn't. But it was good to see the, the, the special teams and the Not, individual When you're out workouts. of COVID protocol and out on the practice there, field, it yeah. doesn't matter whether it's indoors or outdoors. Or you're still in yeah. intense yeah. COVID protocol or further intensified, I should say. Uh, but yeah, good to good to uh, you know see a little football and after the bye week and get back in practice and uh, they had uh, you know several guys that were back in practice for the first time. Well, I guess they did the kind of walk through mock mock practice that they did on Monday. But we uh, didn't get to see that, so that didn't. But count. that doesn't count, right? <laughs> so uh, off of uh, removed from the. Uh, COVID-19 reserve list were Andy Dalton and Tyrone Crawford. So Crawford will be ready to go. Another benefit of having the bye last nice. week because he wouldn't have played last nice. week. And who knows if uh, Dalton would have played last week. So uh, they're off. Sure. And the, the thing that I thought was most encouraging was they started the 21-day uh, practice uh, period for Brandon Knight to bring him off of injured reserve. And he was moving pretty well in those individual drills. Now, I don't know how much they want him to do, but he had his knee scoped for a uh, torn meniscus. And normally those things take around three weeks or so to return, unless you're Jay Novacek mm-hmm. and you basically have your surgery, you <laughs> missed the, you you take the bye week and are ready for the playoffs the next week. Uh, I think that occurred. It was the '95 season, if I remember that correctly. It makes me so mad. Because you're, yeah, you're, but you're talking about a guy two, two, You're talking about a guy two forty. There's a difference between a guy two forty and three fifteen. Yeah, and it's also, it just takes a little bit more to get ready. You know, has happened a little as, bit more, a little bit more meat to, to deal with. Has happened to one of my. Uh, I think I've told you guys this before. One of my tennis doubles partners, uh, he was going to have meniscus repair, and I said, "Oh, you'll be back in three weeks." You know, well. Jay Novacek wasn't probably 48 years old when he had the surgery, right? And three months <laughs> later, right. three months later, Jim goes, "What happened to that three-week thing? I still can't get out and play." I said, 
<laughs> Ever You've been I, hanging around too many uh, top-notch athletes, uh, right? Stags. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since I said it makes me so mad when I hear anybody coming back, even within three weeks or whenever, from a meniscus injury. I had a partially torn meniscus from jogging like nine years ago, and a doctor told me, "Oh, if you were an athlete, I'd say surgery, but you're not an athlete, so you just go ride an elliptical or, or get on an elliptical or ride a bike the rest of your life." And here I am, no nine surgery years later, for you, and I can't even jog down a basketball court without my knee and I could have done it nine years and so I tried to get it done like last summer and not this COVID summer but the summer before it yeah I'm too old now because because at my age it's like uh, there's too much of a chance of arthritis and but if I would have done it nine years ago the insurance would have said no problem but anyway go ahead don't don't feel mad when I when I uh no no we, we have to be we have to be clear though Spags we have to be clear Bill, you were never an athlete. That's oh, exactly right. Fact. <laughs> I understand that. It doesn't really. It wasn't really the age. It, it was your build. That. You That's know? right. The doctor, he, he figured it out real quick. You're not an athlete. So when I uh, when I fractured my fifth metatarsal in my left foot. Uh, I got told the same thing. The doctor said, well, if you were an athlete, we'd do surgery, uh, put a pin in there, and you'd be back in two to three weeks. He goes, but since you're not, three months or so. you." So so the lesson for all of you out there, all right, the doctor tells you you're not an athlete, don't believe him. Just yeah, go right? ahead and have the surgery Argue with anyway. Him. Go ahead and have the surgery. Believe Dr. Jones, please. <laughs> All right, Mickey, go ahead. So uh, anyway, and one person who wasn't at practice, haven't got a, a reason for it yet, but I don't think it's serious, Randy Gregory wasn't wasn't out there. So we'll see where that goes okay. when the official injury report We really come need out. him out there. Yes, I think he has absolutely. spurred his defense on and big And good time. to see a yes. Wouzier out there. And uh, so kind of a yes. trade-off there. They're putting digs on IR and, and – um, Awuzie's uh, activated off of IR, so we'll see where uh, that one goes. So that was kind of the the practice update. Um, you know, more special teams. And the other the other thing he mentioned when he uh, Mike was asked about uh, signing another punter and put him on practice on the practice squad. He mentioned Chris, so I mentioned I guess he meant Chris Jones, yes. who had the surgery, That's I took it. Well, I and took it. and that you know within a week or so he should be at least able to uh, come back and be the backup punter if they stay with this one. What surgery do you have? Uh, core muscle. Okay. It was the same thing um, Sean Lee had. And he had that mm-hmm. two weeks ago. It was after, so he could be. It was after the backup the, punter within three weeks with well, a core Yeah, muscle. I don't know, but that was his answer, right? He said, "Well, Chris will be back out there." Now, I didn't see him out there, huh. uh, but we'll see where mm. we'll see where that one goes too. So they basically said, "Nice Wander will be the punter going forward." They had worked out Marquette King. Uh, the only thing I remember about that guy, you guys, uh, was that when the Raiders came here for a preseason game. During warm-ups, he tried as hard as he could to hit the video board, like kicking the ball straight mm-hmm. up in the air. And, and he did hit it, right? And I remember, I can't remember who it was. It was one of the special teams coaches or assistant coaches. They go, yeah, but when you're in a game, you're not going to stand there and kick the ball straight up in the air. You, you do need <laughs> right. some distance, right? Uh, right. 
So, uh, but yeah, he he celebrated that he hit the board. And the big thing on the <laughs> on the punter, and why why the punter is an issue since the Cowboys have a Thursday game after a Sunday game, and just with the COVID protocol, if anything happened to Nice Wander, you couldn't get another punter in here and get him cleared through COVID protocol before the Thursday game, yeah. right? So you might have to rely on Zerline if you don't. And have Zerline is such there. a trick shot artist. With well, you all know this what? I saw him stuff. doing I some. I mean, he can handle. The <laughs> I saw him doing. Some trick shot artist stuff out there. He was bouncing the ball, uh, and and it was coming up about I don't know two feet, three feet, and then he was kicking it in the air. Well, here's the other thing with Fossil and McCarthy. They they would just fake the punt anyway. Right. So. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no sense worrying about that. Right. So anyway, I, mean, that's I think it, I think you, you're right, Bill. I think it gives us. A few more options that you may not have with, with some other kickers. I love and Greg. Then, the leg is very – he's just innovative. Before you go on, Spag, reminds me a lot of Matt Barr when I was with the New York Giants. Mm. Just guys that are novelties at everything that they do. And then they, they did sign uh, Breland Speak, uh, defensive tackle. Uh, he's he's on the roster as an exception, so I assume that means till he passes uh, the COVID testing. Uh, he was a second round pick of Kansas City uh, in 2018. As a matter of fact, he was their first draft choice, sort of the Tristan Hill type, because uh, they didn't have a first round pick. He played that first year uh, with the Raiders. I mean, with the Chiefs, sorry. He started four of the 16 games he played uh, and then was injured coming out of training camp in 2019. Uh, They placed him on IR, and then he got suspended uh, four games for violation of substance abuse policy. So he missed the whole 2019 season. He went to training camp with them this year. Uh, He was released on the final cuts, and then a month later the Raiders picked him up, kept him for a month, and then released him. Uh, so the Cowboys uh, are going to take a look at this guy. They, you know, they're finding all these guys that are just sitting there. So well, and might the as well th- look at them, put them on the practice. The squad. other thing to consider about Speaks. So he was a second round pick in 2018, and they were running a three-four, and they switched to a four-three, and mm-hmm. so. The, the, the only thing, the, the main thing that intrigued me about signing Speaks is at six three two eighty five or whatever he is, uh, five technique in a three four defense, uh, he might fit that mold more so. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, that that could be, but they just need to stick with that four three right. Right, now. exactly right. And especially I'm looking, going I'm looking into future. this, I'm game. looking for future. Right. I'm not looking for right now. Oh, okay. I'm looking for down down, down the, road. the road. Yeah, if if indeed they want to go to a three four eventually. Well, they just better be able to play that four three against what's getting ready to slam in their face on Sunday. That's right, Gary Kubiak's offense. With the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I wonder how much of it's Kubiak and how much they stayed in what Stefanski had been doing there uh, last year, uh, especially running the ball. And Mike uh, Zimmer in his conference call today made made mention of that about their kind of outside, what do they call it, outside, outside zone, zone uh, that they run, uh, getting the ball. And, and, and he talked about what you need, and you, you need athletic offensive linemen. Obviously, you need a good running back and, and a guy that can catch the football, too. And uh, Delvin Cook, as we know, is all that. So uh, that's probably priority number one for the Cowboys. they got to shut down the chef. Well, that's his nickname, by the way, if you didn't know that. Oh, Delvin okay. the Chef Cook. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, I blanked out a little bit there, Spag. I did too. I did I'm glad too. you explained yeah. I I that to me because I had cook. no connection. I figured yeah. I better throw yeah. in the cook so you guys it, it, get it. It fit right? with Dalvin, but uh, okay. And my, my, my son's a chef, so I should have known. It's just you, you caught me off guard. But there. then, and, and one but of the know, things we start that talking I, about this offense, though, Spags. This is this is something that you know, the Browns were successful with. I'm surprised other teams didn't try it on us after what they saw Cleveland doing. I would imagine they just didn't want to come out of their own game plan, figuring that would be their own uh, recipe for for defeat if they were to change their game plan just to suit what they saw was successful by other teams. This is going to be a tough game. Well, first of all, it's going to be tough for us to try and predict because as much as I'm trying to pull for the Cowboys, I have to see that they're going to be successful and have made the uh, 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 adapt have they have adapted to uh, what they saw in Cleveland obviously they hadn't seen that offense since so the last time they did see it you're looking at almost 300 yards rushing no it was so 307 I'm sorry you're looking at over 300 yards <laughs> <Yes. rushing>. so <laughs> when you <laughs> so so when you think of the leading rusher coming in here I am, I'm very nervous about this, but also I'm kind of excited to see just what kind of adjustments the Cowboys coaching staff is going to make. This is going to be an indictment on them as much as it is on the players. Well, And, and by the way, uh, uh, Mike Zimmer was asked about, had, do you take a look at what happened with Cleveland? And he said, oh, yeah. He goes, you know, we'll, we'll look at that, but that's not the only thing we'll look at. But obviously they kind of ran similar to uh, what the, the, the Vikings do now. So, uh, yeah, he said they'd take a, a serious look at why Cleveland was able to run for 307 yards. But you know, remember, if we take the end it's around. Different. If we take the end around out of it, then you right. don't really have 300. Right. And, yards. and, and <laughs> yeah, there was yeah, two, yeah. 260 instead. <laughs> um, I'm just really just just throwing darts, man. <laughs> then that's like a couple of weeks later, the Arizona game. You take the quarterback run out, and uh, the Cardinals didn't run for as many against them either. Or or the right. last. Or the last 69-yard touchdown. The 80-yard drive. The the Kenyon Drake (laughs) at the end when it was garbage time. And they probably didn't throw for as much if you take out the 80-yard touchdown pass to uh, Kirk, right? Mm. So, See, if, we, if you just yeah. look at it the way we look at it, the Cowboys have a great year going. Yeah, that's right. If you, take, if, you got, if you got rid of the turnovers, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, the other thing on uh, the offensive line, Rick Dennison, I, I spoke, I think it was yesterday, about uh, how the Vikings had a transition on their offensive line after Tony Sperano tragically passed away right. uh, just prior to the season a couple of years ago. And Rick Dennison became their offensive line coach, and Dennison has those same roots with Kubiak uh, and Stefanski was with him last year. Now Stefanski went to Cleveland and Bill Callahan is his offensive line coach, and which who's one of the best, if not the best in the business the offensive line coach. So anyway yep. Speaking uh, of offensive line coaches, well, there you go. You so want to transition right to that? Into, uh, what's going on with the Giants? Now you're more familiar with what's going on there than I am, so you have at it. Well, baby. former Cowboys uh, offensive line coach who ended up with the Giants when they didn't retain him, Mark Colombo, uh, got fired today, and the report that came out is he and Joe Judge uh, got in a fight. Now I don't know if it said before he got fired or after he got fired. 
but they had a replacement uh, already there for the last couple of weeks. They, uh, he and let's see if I can say it, De Giuliano. Uh, Giuliano, way too many letters. He's coming on that from an Italian. Name. He can't. I think say I'm the close to it. I, I think I'm real close to it. D e g u g l i e l m o. And you know we what? Just call I him said, Mo. And you know what? And I've seen three different stories, and his last name was spelled three different ways. No one got it. Uh, I don't know which is right because one of them had Mo it was D U and then capital G, and the other one was D E capital G. All right, I'm just trying to. Okay, so it was. Apparently so a fist anyway, fight this morning between uh, Judge and Colombo. I'm just trying first, to picture if Jason was Garrett first was report. trying to break it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that That's where I was report. headed there, Bill. <laughs> now you got to remember. <laughs> Jason probably sicked him on him. Like, go get him. <laughs> and, you know, the, and, Spreading rumors. And the weird thing is, is their offensive line played better the last couple of weeks. They've been they've been. Thank improving. you. They played well. Right. I've been watching them. They are actually do improving. So and their first-round draft choice well. actually started to play better at left tackle when they didn't assume. Yeah. Is Thomas, is that a uh, – yeah, yeah, left tackle. Yeah. Left tackle. And this they, is their bye week. Oh, it is? For the Giants. Oh, so yeah. they had too much time on their yeah, hands. Yeah, that's right. Idle hands, <laughs> devil's workshop. <laughs> So, so I'm Jason Garrett. Came to Jason a, Garrett yeah. is in the wings. <laughs> Jason Garrett is probably Colombo's uh, corner man, well, right? Just in case he gets a cut. Well, you know that's why <laughs> Colombo got hired there, obviously. Yeah, Jason of course. Was the of course. I wonder if they and brought their fight. I'm sure Judge is looking at Jason kind of side eyed right now. Like, what's up, man? Uh-huh. You do this on purpose. What a setup. I wonder if they brought their <laughs> training camp fight T-shirts with them. <laughs> that's what Columbus showed up with a cowboy fight t-shirt on today that's what happened you're fired <laughs> oh my gosh well there's a lot of firing oh, going good. on uh, out there on the east coast these days yes, it it is. I said there was a lot of firing going on out there on the east coast was these there days. another one <laughs> Or just that every day in, in, uh, oh, in one city, okay, or district. I should. Yeah, say. he's he's talking the, the Atlantic coastline. He's talking the, Atl- the Thailand coastline. Bill. I got you. So come down a little to the south. Hey, you come guys down to the keep south. Keep up with me today, okay? <laughs> right, I'm with you, Spags. Bill's the one. <laughs> All right, uh, and with that. Yeah, we'll move on, we'll and I'm going to do break. some research on Dave DeGuglielmo, the new offensive line coach of the New York football Giants. It's got to be a soft G, right? Got to be a soft G. Dave uh, DeGuglielmo. All right, the new it's offensive line G? coach. It's there. a hard G? It's a hard all soft I'm, G's in I'm Italian. It up. All right, we continue with <laughs> exactly. shots in just a moment. <laughs> Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our tight cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit tightcleaners.com or your local store to sign up for tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going, 
Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough as nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back, back, back. To mix shots. You can now support your beloved Cowboys from anywhere. Open up AT&T's Fan Zone feature inside the Cowboys app and record your personal cheer and referee signals. You will send a personalized mosaic and may show up on the AT&T Live FX video board during the game. Oh, perfect. 15 seconds. Nice. It's the nice. AT&T, that is the AT&T fan zone read for mix shots. And out to the side of it, Everson, it says 15 seconds. And so Mickey was timing my read right there. <laughs> 15 seconds, right on the dot. That's right. Well written right there. That's kind of AT&T that's kind of what they zone. were doing. Uh, the, the NBA, that's kind of what the NBA was doing in Orlando in the bubble, right? They had people uh, being videoed. Virtually, yeah. Right? There you go. The the AT- I, 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 I wasn't paying attention to what I was reading. I was just trying to make it under fifteen seconds. So yeah, that's what that said there, wasn't it? Open up AT and T's Fan Zone feature inside the Cowboys app. Record your personal cheer and referee signals. Mickey, I want you to don your referee's, referee's cap hat and record your personal cheer and referee signals. And you'll receive a personal. You know, what I, what I just found out is we can pass, we can pass Bill anything, and he'll read it. That's what I just found out. He, he doesn't even know what the hell he's reading. We can pass him anything. Like read the teleprompter. <laughs> it's like when you have a producer in TV, Everson. You just read what they write, and then you go. Just read what they tell. And then That's you like, go. Did I just say that? They think I came up with that. Yes. That's like. Uh, that's like uh, my favorite broadcaster of all time, Ted Baxter, on the Mary Tyler Moore Show. I thought you were going to say Ted Dawson. <laughs> Ted Dawson. This just in, there's something on your tie. <laughs> that was Ted Baxter. Uh, we are way too old, guys. We are way, way too old. I'm sorry. Some, Forgive us, anyone that's... <laughs> Anyone that was born after 1970, I'm sorry, we apologize. <laughs> I don't know. My daughter enjoys that dad humor. The bad humor. TV land. Yep, that's right. All right. Hey, Mickey, speaking yes. of bad humor, what else you got? Um, so I, I keep hearing this about um, Andy Dalton. Like, he, he didn't know what he was doing when he was out there. 
I think, first of all, everybody forgot how he finished off the Giants game after Dak got hurt. Nine out of 11. And, and he led them to the two uh, drives, the kicked field goals, to be able to win the game. And then everybody kind of remembers that they got beat so bad by Arizona. What did it end up? 40... 38 to 10. 38 to 10. Was that what it was? Um, and, and, and he ended up completing 34 of 54 passes for 266 yards. But remember, they kind of fell behind like 31, 31 to 3, right? <laughs> they kind of fumbled yeah. the but ball away. Here's what the everybody, running back kind of fumbled it away. Here's what everybody forgets. It was, it was midway through the first quarter. There were 5.07 left in the first quarter when uh, Zach Martin went out with a concussion. What quarter? The first. First quarter. Of the Arizona game. Of the Arizona game. Zach went out early. Two games, basically, without Zach Martin. With backup backup Mm -hmm. guys. Everybody's backup. And, and again, here's what they had out there. They had two rookies out there at the same time. Steele at right tackle. Biotish was playing in his second start. Uh, Connor Williams was the senior member of that offensive line uh, in his third year. And... McGovern came in for Zach Martin at right guard, and he was playing his first snaps in the NFL. In the NFL. So that's what the protection was for for Andy Dalton. And guess what? He got sacked three times. He got hit eight times. They had seven tackles for losses against the Cowboys and seven passes defense. They lost two fumbles. There were two interceptions. And the one was when uh, Kirkpatrick, is it Kirkpatrick? He grabbed C.D. Lamb from behind and tackled right. him, and then the ball went right to him. So I don't want to hear this stuff that Andy Dalton can't do as good, if not better, than when Garrett Gilbert did. And nothing against Garrett Gilbert. He did fine. But nope. Everson, you know, you pointed out that, that one play where, where he missed uh, Cooper for basically a touchdown. And he went underneath. There was a pass underneath. He dumped it off. I think I, think I to, mentioned oh, that. Oh, you did it mm-hmm. to, to Pollard? Or that was Z, the first drive of the game. Yeah. It, did you see it? Yeah. He had him in the slot. Yes. And, and the middle of the field was wide open, and Cooper's breaking to his right. He was coming out of the left slot, and he had a touchdown pass, and he never looked there. He looked there before the play started mm-hmm. and then was looking the other way. So, you know, and, and it's now, like now, having said that, the safety's reading where right. the quarterbacks look, and, right. and but it, but that was the matchup he, he that they have, wanted. He wouldn't you would have think. got there yeah. in time, right. and, and so sometimes it's not it's 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 sometimes it's not what you do; it's what you don't do sometimes that get a quarterback right. in trouble because so, you got to make well said, Spags. So anyway, well I just wanted said, to point that out for everybody that looks at that Arizona game. Oh, they only scored one touchdown; they only had ten points. Well, there was a damn good reason why, because that offensive line was really struggling against that Arizona front. So you there. Know, when you're a quarterback behind a young offensive line like that, you don't expect to have much help or much time. You don't anticipate that. And if you play for that, then you're fooling yourself. And that, it, it, I think everything showed up because of the pressures, because of the hits, and because of the sacks. It lets you know that he was going to be in for a rough game regardless. It was up to him to try and stand in there and make it happen. But when it comes down to it, we were clearly, no doubt, overmatched uh, offensively. That's why you need more than one facet of the game. I keep talking about that. That's why the defense has to come to play. 
If my offense puts me in a, in a bind uh, defensively and, and they throw an interception or cause a turnover, and let's say it's deep in our own territory, that doesn't mean defensively we just throw up our hands and go, oh, well. It's time for the other part of the team to come through. It's time for you to help your other part of the ball. You know, those guys on the other side of the ball. Those are the kind of things. That's the mentality that winning teams have. It's nothing unusual. It's no novelty. Winning teams do that all the time. Teams with good uh, a culture of helping out the guys on the other side of the ball. That is created through time. And the Cowboys just don't have that right now. And remember but, in that game, too, it was zero-Arizona. Okay. It was 0-0 it was zero, zero after the first quarter. And then all of a sudden the Cowboys fumble. Arizona gets the ball at their 46 touchdown. Zeke fumbled again, those two possessions in a <laughs> row. They get the ball at the Cowboys 27 touchdown. Uh, and then they hit an 80-yard bomb. Hit the 80-yard bomb. Touchdown. It's 21 to nothing. It's 21 to nothing at halftime. So now time. you're throwing the ball 54 so times. Zeke's and then you drive the game, down basically. the first drive of the third quarter and you and had the holding call that was 10 inter- interception. Right. And the Cardinals rattle off like 20, uh, like three 20 yard runs. Uh, the defense couldn't stop them. And now all of a sudden it's 28 to nothing or yeah. whatever it was. It, and, and, it, and, and it was. Let me take you to the Washington game. Okay. Okay. Obviously, in the Washington game, you had the sack fumble in the end zone, or it was a safety. Schultz recovered in the end zone for a safety, and then the defense couldn't stop him when after the free kick and his 9 nothing. You're in a 9 nothing hole. Cowboys came down to make it a 9-3 game. It's a 9-3 game. I'm looking at uh, the play-by-play on it right now, and this is uh, early second quarter, a 9-3 game, and remember the C.D. Lamb drop Yes. He was on a second and ten on a slant, and CD drops it, and, and CD might have gone all the way on that thing. Instead, mm, man. instead, two plays later, the Cowboys decide to go for it at the forty-five yard line on fourth and one, with a, an offensive line that was a state of what we we all know what it was like, and they they threw an incomplete pass, Chase Young pressure on the play. Washington then two plays later touchdown uh, to McLaurin over Trayvon Diggs and it's now all of a sudden what could have been a 10-9 Cowboys lead if CD holds on or at least they're in position to make you know, even get down in a field goal range for a 9-6 right. game instead of that all of a sudden by going forward on fourth down at midfield two plays later you're down you're in a 15 to 3 hole and if i remember in that Arizona game Gallup had a drop Touchdown. All right, too. And I'll take it a step further. Next possession for the Cowboys, down 15 to 3. They've got the ball at the 36 yard line, and that right guard, Connor McGovern, who's in there for Zach Martin on third and nine, the uh, football team blitzes. McGovern doesn't pick up the blitz. They were they, The linebacker, Holcomb, came. He went and took the safety instead. Holcomb comes up the middle. Zeke's in no position to pick up the linebacker. Sack a Dalton, and you're punting the ball away. And you can't stop him again. And now it's you're down 22-3 to three with three minutes left in the second quarter. <laughs> and then you get the concussion. Right. Yeah. But Andy Dalton can't play. And I'm I'm sinking I'm sinking into my couch right about now. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, just 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 dreading everything that's happening during the ball so, game and saying deja vu all over again. So the point of all this is, let's see what Andy Dalton can do. Yeah, give him okay? a fair shot. I mean, and in fact, I think there's there's a greater chance that Andy Dalton, considering Andy Dalton's situation where he lives right here, there's a greater chance that Andy Dalton might take another one-year deal next year. 
and he might be Dak's backup quarterback again next year. We'll see. Let's see what the last seven games holds. And how about this little slice? Uh, so Mike Zimmer was asked. So you were with Cincinnati, and you know all about Andy Dalton. And Mike goes, yeah, but this is a different offense. He probably knows more about what I do defensively than I know what he's going to do with this offense. But, uh, remember, very, very Mike was the defensive coordinator there before he went to Minnesota as the head coach, and Dalton was the yeah, quarterback. When, when Dalton first came into the yeah. league and was leading the Vikings to five straight playoff appearances, and I might add, zero playoff wins. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we know one of them uh, we can put on somebody, a guy named Pac-Man Jones. Or, uh, no, no, Montez I wouldn't put it on Pac-Man. Pac-Man was in Seward. Thank you. Mr. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, we can, uh, Mick is going to come back in just a moment because he wanted to do this yesterday and we got talking something else. It's the NFC East, how it stacks up the rest yes, of the way? Is absolutely. That, okay, when we come back on Mick Shots. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay? Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back, back to mixed shots. Speaking of boxing, the unified welterweight world <laughs> champion, Arrow the Truth Spence Jr., will duel two-division world champion Danny Swift Garcia in a blockbuster main event on Saturday, December 5th at AT&T Stadium. Get your tickets now before they sell out at SeatGeek.com. Who is speaking of boxing? I think we just were. <laughs> you think Mark Colombo might make a guest appearance at the... Maybe an undercard. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> 
That would be funny. That, that would be good. Get him a quick undercard. That's, that's right. What was the big fat dude's name? Butter, butter something. What was his name? Butter the Ball. big dude from New York. Butterbean. Yeah, he, he and Butterbean could have a nice fight. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Don't you know they're having a field day with this oh, in New York today? The New York Post? Oh, oh my wow. goodness. Wait till that I, I can't, I can't wait to get off this phone so I can look at Twitter. <laughs> I've got to look. I can't wait. <laughs> All right, Mickey, tell yes. us about the NFC East. Yes. So what we need to understand why everybody keeps saying – uh, you know, the Cowboys are kind of still in this. They're in last place, 2-7. and seven. Uh, They're only one win behind uh, Philadelphia, 3-5-1. and one. Uh, Washington's second at 3-7. and seven. Uh, or, or the Giants are in second at 3-7. and seven. Washington is next at 2-7. and seven. And the Cowboys, because they lost to Washington, are technically in last place. But let's look at the remaining schedule of all these teams. Here's the Eagles. Here's their next five games. You tell me how they're going to do. they got to play Cleveland. Six at and, Cleveland. At, at Cleveland. Cleveland. They Six and three. They play Seattle. Six and three. They play Green Bay. Seven and two. They play New Orleans. Seven and two. And they play Arizona. Six and three before they get to the Cowboys in Washington to finish off their next seven games. That is an opponent record of 36-27 and 27 with a .577 winning percentage. So you're telling me headed to Week 16, the Eagles are going to be 3-10-1. Well, I don't know what the they're going to be, games. but how many times do <laughs> you think they're going to win in those five games, right? All right? What are the percentages? At Cleveland, Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, and at Arizona. All right. And now, if you away, just take those teams right there and take out the NFC East teams, that winning percentage is even more daunting. So I don't know if you got your calculator, oh, but yeah, you, right. you take out the yeah. and, you and, take out the Giants and and, and – Cowboy. And, and Everson, when I get done with this, remind me. I've got a, a neat stat on that, too, by the NFC East, okay? Okay. Go so ahead. now, Go the ahead. Giants, their next seven games, Cincinnati, 2-6-1, Seattle, 6-3, Arizona, 6-3, Cleveland, 6-3, Baltimore, 6-3, and, and then they finish the season against the Cowboys. So they're... Opponent record 28, 25, and 1, a 518 winning percentage. Okay. Then we go to. Okay, so, okay, so that's so, four teams with winning records. Let me ask you this. The, do, the, the do the Giants next week win at Cincinnati? Who knows? All right, let's say they nope, don't win. They don't. All right. They don't win. That means they're they going to lose five in a row. That puts them at three and twelve going into the Dallas. <laughs> okay. Game. So we got we got the the uh, the Eagles at three ten and one going into the Dallas game week sixteen, and we got the Giants at three and twelve going into the last game of the season against Dallas. Okay. There we go. All right. Now we go to Washington. And right. They've got they've got the the soft serve one here. Uh, their last seven games, Cincinnati. Dallas, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Seattle, Carolina, and then Philadelphia. So their opponent record mm. is 29-34-2 for a 446 winning percentage. Mm. Now we know what the Cowboys have left, right? At Minnesota, yep. Washington, 
Baltimore, at Baltimore, Cincinnati, San Francisco, uh, the Giants, and Philadelphia. That opponent record is 23-34-2. So that's the worst uh, of all the teams in the NFC East, or maybe I should say the best of whatever way you're looking at it. But that opponent record is the lowest of any of them uh, going. So, again, who knows? The, the Cowboys have to play one team with a winning record. I get it. Minnesota and San Francisco are both 4-5. and five. Washington plays two teams with winning records, one that hasn't been beaten yet, Pittsburgh. The Giants, five teams with winning records, in, or four teams, and the Eagles with five teams. So those teams, they, and the Cowboys have already played all these teams and basically lost, right? If you look at it, they lost to Seattle, Arizona, Cleveland. they got to play Baltimore yet. Pittsburgh. That's the Giants. And then mm-hmm. for the Eagles, they've lost to Cleveland, Seattle, and Arizona, uh, along with Washington, by the way, uh, so those are the teams these guys got to play. So this is going to be, this is going to be, it's going to go down to the wire. It's going to be who can win the NFC East games because there's going to be ties Obviously in there, the, the, and the division record's going to be the tiebreaker. You watch. Now, how about Obviously, this? Obviously, if the Eagles, go ahead. Go how ahead. about this? Pittsburgh undefeated. They're 3-0 against the NFC East so far. They got one, one left. Seattle is 1-0. They beat the Cowboys. They got to play the other three teams. The Rams swept the NFC East. They're 4-0. They're 2-3 against the rest of the NFL. <laughs> and Arizona 2-0. San Francisco now is 1-1. So here's what I figured out about the NFC West because it's the toughest division, right? Those teams are 8-1 and one against the NFC East. Against the rest of the league, they're 14-14. 14 and 14. <laughs> mm. so, so the NFC East is making the NFC West look great. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> they're 500 so against what, everybody what, else. What, divi- so what the division West, now has the, the West, best? Of- the NFC West total is 22-15. and 15. But they're eight and okay. one against the, the NFC East, and fourteen and fourteen against the rest of the league. So are in, they good? Including amongst themselves. Yeah, yeah. So. Are they good? I don't. Well, maybe. But as bad as everybody says the NFC East is, they're making the NFC West, which is the division so, that has only one team with a losing record. So, having said that, how many wins is it going to take to win the NFC East? Six. Where, where do the Cowboys have to get to? Six. Everson says five. Okay. I, said, I said five. Five right. and 11. I said five, yeah. All right, now keep in mind oh, man, that that's the, crazy. since the Eagles have that tie <laughs> against Cincinnati, if they win two of their remaining seven games, they get to five. the Cowboys have to get to six. Right. So the Cowboys would have to win four of their last seven. Seven. Right. I think if the Cowboys go four and three the rest of the way to get to six and ten on the season, they've got a pretty good shot at winning the NFC East. Because I'm not sure that the Eagles can win more than two. Yeah. The way I mean, what we've the seen. Eagles right. have the toughest so that's schedule. why. That's why they you, have the toughest schedule to, to end it. That's mm-hmm. why you don't give up. That's why you don't give up. You just keep playing. 
and, and, and you're hoping that these young guys that have been playing more continue to improve, and we're going to find out. We will find out about this run defense for sure uh, on, on Sunday when they have to go up against the chef. Which, by the way, he has a. And the other, he the, has but a, the, he has the a thing chari- is, Spags, wait, hold what? on. He has a charity, and they go have, ahead, go he, ahead, go he, ahead. He has a charity, and they have a food truck, and he serves food out of the food truck. I believe I read. That's how the chef started, not to mention cook. Really? Yeah. Really? Interesting. So I what thought they just say, came Emerson? up with it just because of the name. No, I was just gonna say the Eagles have the worst uh, uh, schedule, uh, or at least the toughest schedule to end it. And so that, like you said, that does give the Cowboys a chance. But I don't want to start uh, thinking about tanking a season. First of all, we talked about this earlier. Tanking, maybe we did it and I didn't know it, right? 1 in 15, 1989, maybe we were tanking. I thought we were playing hard. Uh, and also 2 and 14, if I'm not mistaken. Was it 2 and 14 or 3 and 13 to end Tom Landry's season? Nobody ever thought about tanking. You know, 1988, I mean, as bad as we were. It's just not part of your DNA as, as, a, as an organization. And let's look at it. The Jets have had the number one pick. How many years have the Jets had the number one pick? Let's say in the last <laughs> 10 years. It hadn't done jack for them. It hadn't done jack for them. You can look at the Knicks. You can look at the Knicks and say, how, how did that work for them? Every time you look up, they're in the lottery. It doesn't really matter. Eventually, you're going to have to show what you're worth as a player and as an organization. And I'm with you, Spags. This team has, they cannot give up. You've got, I I hate, the the only thing I hate about this game is when it comes to the running game and how important that is to stop, it's it's an exception to the rule. You see, we won't be, besides the Browns, we really won't, I don't think we're going to be playing any other team that comes out with this running philosophy. So I, I hate to have to hang our hat on what happens this weekend because it's such a unique running situation as far as your opponent is concerned. I'm hoping that we can be good against it, and that could really give a, a, a telltale sign of how our run defense is going to be afterwards and into the future. But I don't think they're going to see another running game like this one, so it's kind of hard for me to say what our defense is going to look like coming into this game and leaving this game. I don't know if that's going to be the barometer that we want to look at necessarily, Spags, because we haven't seen, besides the Browns, any other team that has this type of running philosophy with this personnel. It's, it's almost like they're the exceptions to what they're going to see for the rest of the year. All I, all I got to say is if you could hold them to 100 yards rushing, you probably have a chance to win. But if no they doubt. get 150, that, I hope that doesn't mean that Kirk Cousins is on fire. I hope that doesn't mean that Kirk Cousins is on fire. That that cannot happen. <laughs> that cannot happen. That's what you have to take your chance on, right? All right, uh, we're out of time. I will say this: Sir Dan Graziano reporting the NFL sent a memo to teams today, informing them that as of this Saturday, all 32 teams must operate under the league's intensive COVID-19 protocols for the remainder of the season. That means virtual meetings, mask on the practice field, etc. 
So the Cowboys wow. ahead of the curve on that, exactly. having already implemented and we that. And we mentioned that yesterday about how they've put the uh, coaches and the rest of the, the staff that's around the team on a daily basis uh, in a bubble. And the other thing they're doing is Jerry Jones, uh, the Cowboys, will pay for family members coming to visit during the holidays. He will pay for them to be tested so they can enter the hotel bubble and be with uh, the coaches and members of the staff. So that's one of the extensions of what we talked about yesterday. Uh, We got further clarification of that. And Mike McCarthy said basically this bubble at the hotel next door is for the remainder of the season. Mm -hmm. And now the NFL has followed suit. And, and, And if things get bad, there's always room on the yacht. (laughs) <laughs> there, you, there you go. That's right. The Cowboys put out to sea. <laughs> yeah. All right. That does it. That does it for mix shots for this Wednesday, and we will see you again tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!